This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 397 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I find a new barometer to gauge your health. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. Hey, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. Speaking of that, the last time I talked to you, I weighed 225. That was on the 19th of November. Here we are. I'm recording this on December 1st. This is the the week after. This is post-Thanksgiving, 224.3. Yeah, I managed to lose a little weight over Thanksgiving. Now, how did I do that? Well, if you listen to the last episode, I kind of told you what I was going to do, and I did it. And that was I skipped breakfast, and then I went, we ate around 1 o'clock. So I drank a lot of water, so that kind of helped me feel full. And then I had the typical turkey, mashed potatoes, uh, some sort of squash thing, some green beans, and I think that was it. And then later we had pumpkin pie. So I had one piece of pumpkin pie. That was it. And I think that was it. And it was a lot of calories. I mean, a lot. But I also then uh, didn't eat dinner because I kept asking myself, am I hungry? And the answer was no, you just ate a boatload of food. So that worked And I've been doing what I've always said. When I get seven hours of sleep, when I drink about 80 ounces of water, when I get uh, around 30 to 60 minutes of actual exercise, that means I'm sweating, uh, I actually lose weight and stay under 1,900 calories for me. And so, uh, but there are times though, when if if stepping on the scale kind of makes you nervous, uh, I have a new strategy for you. And I kind of compare this to, now I, I personally don't have kids, but I have had, oh, I have little nieces and nephews. I have great nieces and nephews. And uh, there are times when you'll see a kid fall down and he'll wah. And you can tell if you're around, a, especially a parent who this is not their first kid, because if it's their first kid, they're taking them to the hospital because, you know, they fell down. If it's your second or 
third kid, you you look at the parent, you look at the kid, and they're like, oh, that's he's not really hurt. She's not really hurt. That's that's not that that's her fake cry. That's his fake cry. And you're like, what? Your your kid just fell down. No, he's not. And so you learn when to panic or not. Uh, one time, I uh, when I was five years old, I was standing next to the stove, and uh, my sister was cooking bacon in a cast iron skillet, which was very heavy. And to make a long story short, she bumped the handle to where it was uh, uneven on the burner. And it flipped off the stove and all that hot bacon grease went right on my leg. And I let out a scream like nobody's business. And I'm pretty sure the neighbors heard it. And what was, I still find this amazing is I ran out of the kitchen, which was maybe 10 feet into the living room. My dad was already out of bed in his robe running down the hall. Because that was a I'm really hurt scream. He actually picked me up by my neck and put me in the bathtub, which I still find also amazing because he didn't ask me what happened. He just somehow knew, which was kind of interesting. So there are times to panic and there are times when, yeah, that's the fake scream. And so one of the things I have in the logical losers private group that we have. I made a spreadsheet. If you're not using my fitness pal or lose it or any of the other 8 million apps out there to uh, track your calories and stuff. And uh, I have one and you basically put in what your starting weight is and what you want your ending weight to be. So for the record, I started off November uh, at 228. My goal was to be at 223. And uh I kind of made it if I scroll down here. He said, looking at it. Uh, yeah, my last, okay, technically 223.9. All right, so I know that's not really 223. But uh, it, it calculates what you're supposed to lose uh, a day and what you're supposed to lose a week. So if I say five pounds, I want to lose 1.12 pounds a week. And it'll show you. Like, hey, are you on track? Are you not on track? Uh, it turns green if it's if you're on track. Turns red if you're not. And there are times when it really depends. People go, how often should I weigh in? To which I always say, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. But I always say, for me, I can handle weight variance. Some people can't. Uh, I know it was really tough for me. The end of November... Before I went up to 223.9, I was down earlier in the week to 223.4, two days before that. And so I was, I was not only had I got under 224, it looked like I was going to stay there. And then I had a little bit of a rise and, and we ended on 223.9. So I, I know that's kind of normal. It's not, now to say it's not disheartening, that's also that would be false. It is. When you when you hit a new low number, you're like, yeah. And the next day it's gone. You're like, hmm. But I'm okay with that. I can handle that. I'm not a person that when I see the number go back up, I go, oh, that's it. Pass the Twinkies. I want some King Dongs. I want some ice cream. And I want it now. And I want it all covered in chocolate and, and syrup. So what I was listening to this book called uh, 
uh, delay, not deny. It's all about intermittent fasting. And she talked about this in her book. It's really an interesting book because she's not a doctor. She's not a trainer. She's just read like every book ever. She's a doctor. I take that back. She's a doctor. She has a doctorate. And, uh, but she said, one of the things you can do is average your weekly weight. And I went, Ooh, I think I like that idea. I got to tell you about that because what I looked at November here started off 228. The average weigh in week one was 226.7. Well, that's good. I'm trying to lose one point, uh, one, two pounds. I'm like, that's good. Second week, 225.3. Right on track. Cool. Third week, 225.9. Uh-oh. That's up 0.6. And that is a weekly average. So when the weekly average goes up, remember, if 225.9, that means there's something higher than 225.9 in there. And that's a big red flag. And that's when I went, oh, okay. Uh, that's That's my kid is really hurt. Scream. That's your body saying, hey, uh, you might want to start paying attention a little more to this. And so I did. And my average for the last week was 224.3. So if you are a person that really, and I understand this, sometimes the, the mental, oh, I guess skills, the mental skills that you need to make it through weight loss are not super easy to attain, you know, depending on you. And that doesn't mean you're wrong or weird or strange. If for some reason, when the scale goes up, you want to find the nearest cliff and jump off. It's just the way you are. And that's fine. And, you know, I I can give you the knowledge, especially you ladies, you know, once a month, your weight's going to go a little wacky. And so, uh, you can either accept that or if that's just the way you are and you, you get a little nervous when the scale moves, maybe start using a weekly average and that will give you a really good idea of how you're really doing. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st. Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit.
I should mention, if you're new to the show, we have a weight loss challenge going on. You can actually still get in, I believe, this week. If you go, if you look in your app, if you're listening to this on an app, or if you go out to the website, there's a link to it. It's called Healthy Wage. It's uh, the fitness-focused new year, and you have to lose 6% of your body weight by February 22nd. So that's a few months away, and uh, we've got a couple people in, and here's how it works. You put in $20 total, and I think it's like $7 a month, something like that. I forget how they exactly work it out, but it, it comes out to 20 bucks. And if you lose your 6%, you basically gain, you get to split the pot with anybody. So let's say we had 10 people and three people didn't do it. And seven people did now in all likely, it's probably going to be three people did and seven people didn't, but let's think positive, shall we? And uh, anybody who didn't, they lose their 20 bucks. And anybody who did, you split that 20 bucks with anybody else who did it. So if you're listening to this on an app, if you're out at the website, LogicalLoss.com, sign up now and weigh in and get on in. It's a fun little motivator when you can actually, you know, get some cash for losing weight. Yeah, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, measuring your weekly average. Uh, the other thing you can do is measure your body with a tape measure. Uh, I do that. And what's really weird is there are times that I'm not losing weight, but my pants don't fit the same anymore. That's kind of different in a good way. I just think I'm losing my butt. It's just falling off the planet somehow, which is kind of bizarre. But I'm like, there are times when I'm like, I need a belt. What's going on here? But anyway, I do want to talk a little bit today because we are officially in the holiday season. And one of the things I really don't miss, my uh, my ex, it seems like uh, for whatever reason, I've been married twice and both of my ex-wives, who are friends of mine and would also admit this, uh, make Thanksgiving an absolute living hell. There's so much pressure on it. You know, you have to have the right cranberry. And, da, 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 and, then, uh, and I'm just here to say, you know, there's that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, that usually it's okay. But with the holiday comes stress. You know, you want to get that perfect gift. And oh, no, they want they want the one gift that the, the little kids want the gift that nobody you can't find it anywhere. And so there are times when you're going to feel that stress right away, whether it's in, you know, tight muscles or headaches or whatever it is. But uh, according to an article on Healthline, Dr. Charlie Seltzer who's a weight loss physician. He says your body responds to stress by increasing levels of cortisol, which gets the body ready for that fight or flee. It's just kind of like, Neh! it's a stress hormone released by you, the adrenal glands. Wouldn't that be a great name for a band? Ladies and gentlemen, the adrenal glands, uh, it increases, uh, which Basically, that cortisol uh, increases in response to a threat. And when you no longer perceive a threat, cortisol levels return to normal. But if stress is always present, like it is in the holidays, you can experience an overexposure to cortisol. And that's a problem because it's also a significant appetite stimulant. Great. So you're just hungry all the time. So when you're at the mall... And you're like, mm, I just can't find anything for him. I, he's he or she's they're, they're so hard to buy for. And you're like, mm, and then you see the food court. Yeah, he says this is why so many people respond to stress by going for comfort food. 
And uh, they also point out that excess calories consumed in the setting of high cortisol appear, appear to be uh, preferentially deposited around the middle. Hey, thanks, cortisol. You're wonderful. There was a study in 2015 that showed our bodies metabolize slower under stress. And the study found in 2015 that the women participants who reported one or more stressors during the previous 24 hours burned 104 fewer calories than the non-stressed women. And to arrive at this figure, researchers interviewed the women about stressful events prior to giving them a high-fat meal to eat. After finishing the meal, the women wore masks that measured the metabolism by calculating inhaled and exhaled airflow of oxygen and carbon dioxide. That sounds like one fun mask. I bet it's sexy, too. Uh, Not only did it demonstrate a slowdown in their metabolism, but the results also showed that stressed women had higher levels of insulin. And if you read that book I just mentioned, which is, again, deny or uh, delay, don't deny, she says weight loss is about one thing, and that is your insulin. And it's weird because I remember on this show where I'd read studies that said, hey, you should be eating six times a day. And now they're like, "Mm, no, because that can cause, depending on what you're eating, that can cause an insulin spike. And insulin is not really great for weight loss. And uh, the researchers concluded that the 104 fewer calories burned could add almost 11 pounds a year. And so one of the things you can do, and I know this sounds completely woo-woo and the whole nine yards, but I'm amazed at times uh, how this helps. And that is, you ready for this? It's a one-word answer. Uh, Breathe. There is uh, an app on my Apple Watch that occasionally will remind me to do a breathing exercise. And that's just simply just... Just deep breaths. And it's kind of funny. If we go back to my dad when I was growing up, if I was ever having a tantrum or whatever was going on or or in probably in his case, he just got done spanking me because I was being a brat. I would be crying because, well, I just got spanked and I was not I was not, uh, by the way, um, scarred for life by that. I knew I did wrong and that was my punishment. But let's not get off track, shall we? But my dad would have me. I'd be sitting there going <laughs> and uh, he'd go, OK, OK, just breathe. Just breathe. And then he would have me go into the bathroom and get a warm wash rag. You go get the water as hot as you can get it without burning yourself and then put this under it and bring it back. So I would bring it back and he would put it on my forehead. And for some reason that just worked. So breathing is definitely part of that. And I think sometimes I almost wonder if the wash rag was just a distraction. Like, did he just do that? to give me something to do so I wasn't, I don't know, A, it signaled that the spanking was over, and B, he was just like, it's okay, it's okay. And uh, so I know it sounds stupid, but the next time you're like, "Mm." like I did a thing last night, it was about uh, 9 o'clock, and I was kind of like, "Mm, boy, this would be a great time for a late-night snack, and I know there's popcorn in the cupboard. And I just, and I told myself, okay, you can't go downstairs right now. 
You just can't. Because if you are, you're, you're, I know you need some more water, but no. And so I just sat there and went, took a deep breath, a couple of those for about a minute, and then drank what was left of my water. And it just, I just kind of chilled out a bit and went down, got my water, didn't get any popcorn, threw some ice in the cup and came back upstairs and I was good to go. So those are some tips to get you going to help you through this holiday season. And I know, I think some of the stress is because of traditions. And I'm not here to say traditions are bad because I have some of my own. I listen to Harry Belafonte, his Christmas album, When I Decorate the Tree. Why? Because I have since I was the age of five, and that's what I do. And it was something my mom did, and I will, I've passed it down to different people. And I understand that, that if I went to decorate a tree that was my tree, and somebody said, hey, let's just turn on the TV. I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. That would be stressful to me. So I get it. But you need to ask yourself, is it going to be okay if this is just a little different? Is it going to, do I really need this or do I want this? Is there a plan B or a plan C? Let me give you one other quick little, how are we doing on time? I'll give you one other little uh, thing I did this year. Um, if you've, I, I don't know what your status is but I've been divorced for about three years and there is something that you can do that is it's interesting because you feel different than everyone else, right? Everybody else gets to do this, but I don't. So there must be something wrong with me. You ever thought that everybody else gets to do this, but what did I do wrong? And that is in my case, in this case, decorate a tree by yourself. That is not, it's there's just something in, your Norman Rockwell, you know, family circus kind of way that this is not really an activity you're supposed to do alone. And I thought about it and I, I turned on my Harry Belafonte, which of course reminded me of my mom, which made me kind of melancholy. And I'm like, wow, this is, you're really turning this Christmas tree thing into a bummer. And uh, in the past, I've tricked myself and said, this is great. There's no arguments over which uh, ornament goes in the front. I get to decorate it however I want. This is great. But this year I was kind of like, I don't know. This seems kind of weird to decorate a tree by yourself. And uh, I thought about it. It seemed like it was either, well, you decorated with uh, somebody you were dating or, or whoever your partner is, or you do it alone. And I don't know why I I just was kind of locked into that. And I thought about this. You know who would love to decorate a tree listening to Harry Belafonte? My sister. Or maybe even my brother. But my sister is really close to where I live. And I'm like, I could have just gone over, picked her up, and we could have done that. And so there was a plan C there that was much less stress-free, maybe. My sister's a little stressful at times. You know, family. That's how it works. And uh, But I thought about that. There was a plan C. And so many times when we get hooked into holidays and traditions and things like that, it's either A or B, and that is it. There might be a plan C, and plan C might be a little less stressful. And with a little less stress, we get a little less of that cortisol thing, and all of a sudden weight loss isn't as hard as it needs to be. So hope you're having a great week. Uh, Go out and uh, measure your weight for the week and see if it's up or down from last week. I use my fitness pal. There's lose it. There's a ton of those apps out there and uh, you can go in and you can use something like Microsoft Excel or Google sheets. Like I say, I have a, uh, 
a link to this sheet that I use in the Logical Losers weight loss group. Just go over to LogicalLosers.com. That's our private Facebook group, kind of our accountability group. And uh, you can join for as little as a dollar. Check it out, LogicalLosers.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you again next week with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to do to die it. Thin. Won't tell you lies. Thin. I won't smaller thighs. Thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise.